It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. In today's show, we're talking Golden State Warriors and their season preview with the host of the Locked On Warriors podcast. It's not Michael Bolton, but he's here anyway. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram, yeah, Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Sorry, early uh, early start today. This is the last of the team preview shows. We're going to do this one with Wes Goldberg of Locked On Warriors, and then we're going to have the fantasy show coming out tomorrow for you. Next week, we are going to have a rotisserie mock draft. Myself and Dan Besbris will be doing that one together. So be on the lookout for a link for that to join up. Not sure exactly where I'll put the link, but it'll be out there. That'll be on Monday, uh, Monday US time, Monday night US. Um, so be on, be on the lookout for that. And also next week, there, I, I teased this yesterday on Twitter as well. So if you want to go and check it, check out my Twitter account. But I am going to run a weird sort of contest. It'll be a, a real league. We'll do the show live. You know, not live, we'll record the show. But it will be a draft only, no trades, no in-season waiver wire moves. But you set your lineup weekly. It'll be weird categories, 11-category league, and I've worked out a way to do the categories that make it so the top three players in the rankings last year were the top three players in the MVP, Jokic and Bede Steph, so maybe there's a little bit to that. So it won't be a traditional league. It'll be it'll be money, and it'll be winner-take-all, and I'll be, over the coming three, four weeks, I'll be uh, having ways that you can get a part uh, into that league, that you can get into that by answering questions or doing certain things to get into that league. So be on the lookout for that next week as well. But now let's bring in that host of the Locked On Warriors podcast. His name is Wes Goldberg. Let's bring him in right now. Wes Goldberg, the host of the Locked On Warriors podcast. Welcome back. 
Thanks for having me, man. Glad to be back. Let's talk some Golden State Warriors. This is the last team that I'm covering in these team preview shows, as I've told my audience already. But the first question that I ask all of my guests is, where's opening night? Well, this one's a little bit different, but we'll say in general it's opening night, but this is you know, when everyone is healthy. What is the starting lineup for your Golden State Warriors? Well, when everybody is healthy, that includes Clay Thompson, right? And so the starting lineup would be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, then Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. I don't know that there's any surprises there, uh, although maybe some more um, casual fans might be surprised to see Kevon Looney in there, but he was by no question the Warriors' best starting center last year, and he's got the inside track on starting on opening night. Yeah, there will be plenty of people who listen to this and watch this that think that that there is no way that they will go with that uh, alignment. They just assume that it'll be James Wiseman that gets chucked into that role. Um, but you're you're right, and, and I get plenty of shit for saying this. Whereas it, last season Wiseman just wasn't good. That doesn't say that he's not going to be decent, good, great in the future. But he just wasn't good. And when he went out of the lineup, the team became significantly better. And that was you know, part of putting Kevon Looney into that starting group. So I think the, and this is a team that that needs to win and, and wants to win and, and that would make a lot of sense in terms of clay thompson's scenario we'll talk about his actual injury in a second but who do you think gets that nod when he is out to begin the season do you think that they will push wiggins down and start maybe like a toscano anderson or otto porter or does jordan Poole just slide into that role your guess is as good as mine at this point i think that this is going to be a little bit of an experiment it wouldn't surprise me if they went with jordan Poole in that two guard spot they've seen with Andrew Wiggins hasn't been in Golden State for a long time, but there has been a little bit of a reluctance to move him out of that small forward spot because they basically traded D'Angelo Russell in order to put Wiggins into that three spot so that they could solve that need once Kevin Durant left. So um, I could see Jordan Poole getting that because he is sort of the next best guy. But there is also an argument to be made that, hey, if Jordan Poole is going to be your sixth man for most of the season and going into the playoffs when stuff is really going to matter for them, then um, would you be better off sort of maintaining the integrity of that rotation and going with another filler guy such as Damian Lee, who is a capable, even though unspectacular veteran? If you go with a rookie like Moses Moody, you say, you know what, let's just use this as an excuse to go ahead and just get the rook some early minutes. Um, I could see them going in either one of those directions with Jordan Poole, Moody, Damian Lee, or um, you know, maybe somebody else who surprises us. Now, we, as we move on from the starting lineup, you know, I asked for a bench rotation, and this is where I think people will be a little bit incredulous. But I'll let you have the floor to discuss this. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was surprised. I'm, all, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I, I was surprised to see your bench group here. Let's have it. Yeah. So Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Otto Porter, Wanda Scano Anderson, Nemanja Bjelica, and so what's the name missing here, right, Josh? It, it's James Wiseman, the it guy is. who was missing at that starting lineup. I I include him, I did not include James Wiseman, not because I don't think that he's going to see minutes, but because I'm just not sure when those minutes are going to come. And the other guy that's also missing is Jonathan Kaminga, but we could talk about him. He's a little bit more of a project. I could see Moody a little bit more NBA ready, getting minute more minutes earlier on than Kaminga does. Um, but the Warriors went out and they drafted those two guys in the lottery. They have Wiseman. Um, but they signed out of Porter Jr. and Bielitsia in part because they knew they needed some veteran presence off the bench. Jordan Poole is either going to be a backup point guard, a backup shooting guard. He's going to be sort of this combo guy. The Warriors, by the way, are still out there looking for backup point guards. And if they do end up adding somebody, that player could factor into this top five. The Warriors are pretty deep as far as guys who they're going to get minutes to. I don't know that they're so deep as to say as, hey, here's a pretty clear, even top five guys on their bench. I think 
these five are probably to me the guys most likely to see early on early minutes but you're gonna Wiseman will get minutes Kamingo will get minutes all these guys Damian Lee will get minutes all these guys will get minutes but I can see that these five guys have probably more uh just structured roles early on and in the case of Bielitsia the Warriors have been looking for a stretch five like him for so long. I mean, you could think back to the days of most Spates, but with DeMarcus Cousins, with, you know, they've taken flyers on guys like Dragon Bender, Amari Spellman. They've been looking for stretch fives for a while. Bielitsia is the most proven one of those kinds of guys that they've had under the Steve Kerr. And so I could see them using him in that five spot role, going five out, letting guys like Jordan Poole run that offense. Uh, Juan Descano-Anderson helped run that offense in sort of that mini Draymond Green role. I just see that these guys have clear defined roles, whereas these other younger guys, and let's remember James Wiseman coming off of that meniscus tear, he might not be ready for training camp. He's still going to be a rookie by the midway point of the season for all intents and purposes. I don't know where what their roles are necessarily going to look like or what shape they will take, but these five guys have a pretty clear idea of what role they'll have. Next question for you, Wes, is what is your favorite flavor of Bilt Bar? <laughs> I like all of the fruit-flavored ones. Like anything that just fruit covered in chocolate is a winning formula, has been for years, and they've got like orange, strawberry, raspberry, any of those, I'm all in. There's also coconut. I don't know if you count that as a fruit, but it's it's fruity enough. But anyway, there's so many different flavors. Cookies and cream, there's mint brownie. They bring out special edition flavors all the time. It's just an amazing array of flavors. These taste just like a candy bar, but it's not just that. It's not just the great taste because they've got that. That's that's locked up. We know that. That is absolutely yeah, absolutely locked into that starting lineup of, of the pro built bar points. But in terms of the health, they're great. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories per bar, just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. So these are del- delicious treat. It's not going to blow out your budget in terms of your uh, your calories and your health. It's just going to look after you. And why wouldn't you want that? Get them for 15% off by using our promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Head to built.com, load your card up with boxes, use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. This is a problem that, that many people suffer as well, Wes. Now, that is excessive sweating, also known as hyperhidrosis. I actually got my delivery of Sweatblock yesterday in the mail. I'm pretty excited to, to use it. Sweatblock is the doctor-created and doctor-recommended formula that helps solve that embarrassing problem of excessive sweating. Nobody wants to be around with a giant you know, sweat patch under their arm. You get the Sweatblock wipes. You wipe them under your arm before you go to bed. Wake up the next morning. You have a shower. And then that's it. You're off. You go to work, you go to school, you go to whatever you're going to do, and you're covered for up to seven days. That is just remarkable strength for an antiperspirant, stronger than most ones that you can get out there on the market. These have been around for over 10 years. You might have seen them at CVS. They're available on Amazon, but now you can get them for 20% off by heading to sweatblock.com and using our promo code Locked On. So get yourself the Sweatblock wipes, the Sweatblock deodorant, whatever it is you need, but get it at sweatblock.com and use our promo code Locked On to save that 20%. All right, let's do an injury update now, Wes. Clay Thompson, of course, um, has the torn Achilles that he suffered the day before the NBA draft last year, which was the end of November. That is coming off a torn ACL. So the expectation or the rumored expectation is that Clay will be back at Christmas Day, which is like 13 months after that injury. Does that sound about right? I'm not buying it. Uh, I think that's a hopeful and um, optimistic timeline. Uh, Before the Christmas Day rumor came out and ESPN had came out and reported it, um, everything that I have been hearing and everything that the Warriors had said publicly, by the way, this is not unique reporting on my part, 
uh, is they're looking at early 2022. So think January, maybe even late January, early February. All I heard was early 2022. The prospect of him coming back this calendar year had not been talked about publicly until what happened, until the schedule was released. And once the schedule was released and it showed that the Warriors were playing on Christmas Day in, one of, in that showcase, then this ESPN report comes out saying, hey, Clay Thompson, best case, we're hoping that he'll be back by Christmas Day. Now, I'm not a doctor, Josh, and I think that's pretty clear, but I don't know how a schedule release changes the medicals on Clay Thompson's knee. As far as I'm, as far as I know, I don't know how that changes his rehab. I don't, I don't know any of that. So I would be shocked if he were back, and if they rushed him back to, just oh. so that he could play on Christmas. And I would hope that they wouldn't do that. Um, I think that'll probably look like January, maybe even sort of mid-January. That's always been my sort of sense. I don't care what the schedule looks like. Now, I'm not going to ask you to tell people whether or not to draft Clay Thompson in fantasy. I've told people not to draft Clay Thompson in fantasy, but I'll, I'll ask you this question that should you know, give that answer anyway. When Clay Thompson does come back, let's say it's the 20th of January, for example. Like, let's just throw that that number out there. That's just a random date, right? Let's say he comes back then. He's not coming back playing 34 minutes a night, playing every back-to-back for those last 35 games of the season, is he? There's no way. No, they're going to warm him into the lineup. Now, he'll probably start. They might just yep. throw him out there and be like, hey, man, play 10 minutes, 15 minutes tonight. We'll see. I don't think they'll throw him out there for anything less than that amount, right? And it could be, this, you know, he walks out there. It's just moving too fast. The contact is too much, and he just says, you know what? I'm out of here. Um, but, yeah, it'll probably – he's going to have to have maybe a few weeks, maybe even nearly a month to get into that range – I don't think that the Warriors are going to want to play their veteran starters more than 35 minutes a night. Like you've seen Steve Kerr in the past stay away from playing Steph 36, 38 minutes, right? So I think he can be closer to that 30 minute range by the time the playoffs roll around. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you're looking at when Clay might get back to even useful minutes, you look, best case is after the All Star break. Maybe it's March yeah. that, that it gets back to those minutes. And that's again why I just tell people you, you're going to get. You might get 20 games of full-strength Clay Thompson. It is absolutely not worth burning a draft pick on him in that situation. You've already referenced Wiseman and his knee. You said that there's some doubt that he might be ready for training camp. So what's was there any, any news there of what that um, what it's looking like? Is you know What are you expecting, I guess? The hope has been that he could be back from training camp, but a hope is far from a guarantee. Now, I'll say this. I ran into Wiseman a couple of times in, in Summer League in Sacramento and in Las Vegas, and he's really optimistic. He's out of all the walking boots and all that kind of stuff. He's walking around. He's been with the team. I even saw him practicing quite a bit in Las Vegas. My expectation is that he'll be ready in time for training camp and for the preseason, but again, that has not been officially announced is all. All right, the next question is also re- uh, relating to James Wiseman, and I think we've, we've answered a lot of it already, but last season it appeared... Yeah, especially yeah. James Wiseman, you start opening night and so much, we're, we're really invested in his development. They realized that was counterproductive to them being a good team and then they went away from it. So do you think that they they go back to that that development, that on-court development? Of course, there's off-court development and working with the coaches and practice, which is always going to be a priority for every player. But will they be um, as cavalier is not the, the right word, but will they be as we are just going to gift him minutes you know, because yeah. development or it'll be like, no, look, if you were not helping us win, you're not playing when we'll figure stuff out off court. I think it's going to be more of the latter. I, I, they're not handing him the starting job after not playing in college or in training camp or in a summer league that didn't exist the way that they did last year against the Brooklyn Nets of all teams. 
they're not doing that again, right? Like I said, Kevon Looney will start. Um, and I don't know. And James Wiseman will have to earn minutes. And that's just the case. I, you're, you're getting Clay back presumably at some point this season. Steph Curry showed that he's still playing at an MVP level. Draymond Green showed he's still playing at a defensive player of the year type of level. Uh, you owe it to those guys, especially after drafting two rookies in the top 14 picks and instead of moving those players for maybe more experienced type of contributors. Um, you owe it to those veteran guys to go with the best starting lineup. And by the way, Kevon Looney, is, it's not just like the defaults. He's a good center for that. He's like kind of the ideal center for that starting group. Doesn't need the ball a ton, et cetera. Knows where he's playing on defense, can switch, all the uh, good passer, all those things. So, yeah, I... I, I I could see James Wiseman, like you said, they've developed. They, they actually hired a, a developmental coach um, who specializes in centers. They've revamped that developmental staff over the last couple of years. I think they're going to say, you know what, Wiseman's development will become behind closed doors. Eventually, he may get to the point where he is earning a, a, a regular night-to-night sort of role. But at first, I don't see them just sort of, like you said, gifting him minutes just in the name of development. You just can't do that right now. Let's talk about young guys again. We've referenced it already that uh, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody were drafted in the top 14 this year. Um, Kaminga probably was more spectacular in Summer League. I also don't think that he is, and I think you agree with this, that he is the guy that's going to be ready to get minutes this season. Um, I thought Moody was equally as impressive in Summer League, to be honest. Um, So I I assume that you're going to say here that Moses Moody is the rookie that's most likely to make an impact for this team this year. Yeah, I mean, the role he played in Summer League, you're right. I thought he was quietly really good in Summer League, but that role he played, much more translatable to what his role is going to be in the NBA, whereas Kaminga just basically got 20 shots a night, free reign to turn the ball over six times if he wanted to. Not going to happen in the NBA. So, yeah, Moody, of all the guys, and I kind of, again, I want, I lump Wiseman into that rookie conversation. What, I, I think Moody's probably the, mo- the guy who's going to see more, you know, uh, regular minutes, more of a regular role right away. I think the the other thing that's not obvious, but when you look at it, the Warriors. Okay, so let's if we take Clay out of it, there, there's Steph, there's Damian Lee, there's Jordan Poole, and then there's Chris Chiozza. Like, there's not many guards. That that there's not right. Michael Mulder. Like, there's not a huge amount of guard depth on this team. But if you're talking threes and fours, you got Wiggins, you got Draymond, you've got uh, Toscano Anderson. You brought in Otto Porter. Bielitsa can play the four. Um, there's a ton of guys there who are all well well ahead of where Kaminga is in terms of accomplishments and being able to play good, winning NBA basketball where he's just not there. So, you know, finding minutes, it would have to be like a Wiseman scenario where you sit a player who is better to get him those on-court reps, whereas Moody, there's a legitimate need, especially while Thompson is out, for him to slide in and, and play a significant role on this team as a backup guard because they just don't have the, the talent or the caliber of guys there that they do up at the 3-4. Yeah, I can see them going with coming like late in the game or yep. when, or maybe in the middle portion of the game when they just need to spark. Because you could just the thing coming is you can hand him the ball, he'll make something happen. I don't know if it's good or bad, but he'll make something happen. And a lot of those guys you were just talking about don't really make things happen. They play off of guys, so maybe there's a spot there. Maybe Steve Kerr stumbles on some sort of lineup where coming necessary. Interesting to me that they played him a little bit at the five in summer league. Yeah. I don't really see that happening. At the NBA level, but they're they're experiment. They're playing him mostly in the front court, which leads me to believe that all right, if you know if Bielitsa gets hurt, which he tends to do, 
if Draymond Green gets hurt, which he could, he's at the other, you know, the, the last stage of his career. Like there could be times where they call on Kaminga, but like I said, it's that's it's a big difference between that and a regular role for fantasy purposes. Oh, and you can I can guarantee Otto Porter's not playing eighty two games. There's no way that's happening. Like this, <laughs> right. he uh, yeah, he's going to get hurt at some point as well. So there will be minutes there, but he's just not going to be able to carve out a consistent large role. Would be would be my guess there. Last well, not last question, last important question that people want to hear. Where's do you know how to fix your own car? No, I actually just recently learned how to change my washer fluid, and I'm feeling like a big burly man now, so I'm very excited about that. But in, fix, in as far as fixing anything notable, no, I cannot do that. Uh, well, okay. At least there is one locked on host that I'm a step above. I've been able to fix my washer fluid for years, years. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an expert. You should have asked me. I could have told you how to do that. I am absolutely spot on with that. I know how to do that. But if you are looking for parts for your car, there's only one place to go, and that is Rock Auto. No point going to a local chain auto parts store, going lining up, talking to the guy behind the counter, and then he's going to have to order it in for you, and he's going to charge you more money for that privilege. That's ridiculous. There's no way you want to do that. You can go straight to rockauto.com, which is an online family business serving do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Rock Auto has everything you could possibly need for your car. So go to rockauto.com, check out their expansive catalog, and find all the parts available for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low price, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Guys, we're back better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as football season has started. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline has everything you can need. So don't wait. Take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online is your online sportsbook experts last question for real now wes steph curry at the we talked you talked about steve kerr doesn't like to play these guys big minutes and you wiseman was out there blah 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 then they went oh shit we're actually not good and we might not make the playoffs which of course that they didn't in the end and then he said all right steph you go and play all the minutes and just take every shot like your usage is going to go through i think you had like a 38 or 37 usage in the last two months of the season do you think we get mega high usage Steph again this year? Because it was obviously really successful. He was, I think he banged in over the last two months over six threes a game. Not not attempted. He made over six threes a game. He scored like 34 points per game or something. It worked. It was obviously a high load on him. Is that something that they'll go, this is a situation that worked. Will we try it again? Or is it just, unf- it's not feasible for an 82 game season? Um, I don't know that he'll see the minutes. I think early on they're going to try to cut back on the minutes. But as far as when he's actually on the court, I expect the usage to be basically exactly the same, especially like, especially until Clay Thompson comes back because we went through the lineups. Yeah, Who true. else are you trusting with offense? I mean, he every look, Kevon Looney, great center in that, but defensive, a, non, a non-factor on offense, mostly a defensive player. Um, Draymond Green, same thing. Andrew Wiggins is fine offensively, but where he took his biggest leap was defensively last year. He's a defensive-leaning type of player. I don't know who fills in for Clay Thompson. Maybe it's Jordan Poole. I still think they want to have Jordan Poole come off the bench when Steph's not in the game so that they have some sort of guard creation on the court. Um, so if it's somebody like Damian Lee or Michael Mulder, somebody who's playing off of Steph Curry, they're again, they're just playing off of Steph. They're getting the shots that Steph doesn't want. So I, 
I expect Steph to shoot as many threes as he ever has this year. I think he'll I think he'll average more threes this year than he ever has. Um, I don't know how much he'll make, but I, I do think that you just kind of look at the outlook of this roster and it's all right, let's be a top seven or eight defense again and hopefully get another MVP type of year out of Steph. Is this okay? I, I don't even know. I'm looking at trying to look up what I've got projected here. Is it outrageous to suggest Steph would attempt 15 threes a game? I think it's going to be right around there. I was I was thinking 14 to 15 a game. I'm just going to have a look how I've projected this out. No, I've only got him at 12. That's probably too low. I need to maybe maybe need to adjust that on my projections. But yeah, that's uh, he could go absolutely bananas here in terms of uh, the threes, especially early on. Because you're right, there's just not many offensive options on this team um, or, or guys who can create their... You know, Draymond Green's a good offensive player, but in a different way. Like He's not that guy that's out there generating his own shot. And even the guys they brought in, like Porter and Bielitsa, they're not high-usage players. They're guys that you know, play off others and, and play finishes rather than you know, play creators. So it is going to be really intriguing to see how that all gets handled this season. Wes, I reckon that will uh, do it for us today. Of course, all Warriors news, including... I'm, I'm assuming you're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas trying out for the team? I already did. That's up on YouTube right now. Go and check out Wes's show, Locked On Warriors, with all of the Warriors news over there, Wes. Thanks for coming on Locked On Fantasy Basketball with me. Thanks for having me, man. So that will do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow with the Golden State Warriors Fantasy Basketball Preview. And then a little bit of a special show coming the day after that. We're still going to have shows coming across the, the weekend as well. I've just got so much stuff that I want to get out. So much content. And then next week, mock drafts and uh, ADP battles coming next week as well. So many cool things. So if you don't want to miss an episode, you follow the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on that Odyssey app. Give it a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Ring the notification bell. Guys, I guess what? I think we're done. Yes, in fact, we are. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.